Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Carter and Jacob here for week 9 in the Genesis Journal, starting on page 105, where we're in Genesis 20 through 22. And we've been waiting years and years with Abraham to get this promised son, through whom all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And finally, Isaac is born to Sarah. But then God tells Abraham, hey, go sacrifice this son. And you may already know that this certainly points to Jesus on the cross, but let's talk a little bit more in detail as you prepare to present this to your D groups this week. Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Count Ministries. Okay, so we're in week 9 this week in Genesis 20 and 22, and we are getting to an apex right here, uh, a really prophetic event in the life of Abraham and his son Isaac. So Jacob, can you take us uh, maybe just briefly through what we're going to see in Genesis 20 and 22. Yeah, so uh, in uh, just loaded chapters here, so uh, I hope you're still journeying with us and, and walking through the Word with us. Uh, you just get to some, some really good news uh, here in chapter 21. Uh, so we see the birth of the promised son Isaac. Um, as I was reading this, uh, chapter 21 in verse five, uh, just um, has a lot of has a lot of weight uh, to it. I believe it says Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And if you remember back to Genesis twelve, um, verse four, uh, after the promises, the calling of uh, Abram and the promises uh, and the blessing. Uh, over his life, that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky, and that uh, God would make his name great, and he'd be a great nation. After all those blessings, we sit here 25 years later. It says in Genesis 12 that when Abraham went and followed the Lord, he was 75 years old. And so we see 25 years of heartache, of patience, of uh, trying to take matters into his own hand. Uh, you see just 25 years of uh, steadfastness from uh, Abraham until finally God did what he said he would do in the most unlikely of times when he was 100 years old. Too old they were too old to have kids, uh, but what is possible for man uh, or what is impossible for man is always possible for God, and God will hold true to His word. Uh, we can believe God uh, when He uh, gives us a promise in His word. That's why this is so fascinating to me uh, that what God said would happen came true here in Genesis 21. So, just a huge. Um, uh, transition point in the story and just uh this is going to lead us into the second patriarch the uh the life of isaac uh, that we're going to get into in the days ahead but then in chapter 22 we've got uh 
just one of the most famous chapters in, in Genesis where Abraham is tested that God tells him to uh, take his son and sacrifice his son on the altar. And uh, and so you see this battle, you see this obedience from Abram, and you get to the end of the chapter. Uh, so God obviously provides a lamb. You're going to uh, read that. Uh, but it says at the end of the chapter, uh, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. So you see God renewing his promise, reclaiming his promise because of what Abram did, because of what Abraham did. So not only did he believe uh, the Lord with his words, but his life followed that. And because of that, God renewed his promise, his covenant with him. So just some key things that I, that you should look for this week when you're reading. So as we turn and look at the week nine spotlight, uh, we're going to look at how the Lord provides. It's on page 116 of your Genesis journal, and we're going to discuss or we're going to look at Genesis 22 verses 1 through 19. And then our gospel spotlight is in John chapter 1 verses 29 through 39. So as we read from Genesis, Abraham had faith that God would provide a sacrifice, but he was also obedient, as we talked about, to God no matter the cost. So how do we see this story and how it compares through the New Testament picture that we see here in the Gospel of John? Uh, yeah, I love the uh, the prophetic uh portion that this scripture uh, I mean you just yells at us um, through what uh, what John says about Jesus as he's coming towards him in his he's going to be ba- Jesus is going to be baptized and we know what bapti- baptism represents in our faith the the death and resurrection as we're baptized into Christ we're um, we're uh, putting to death our sins and dying to our sins and ourself and are raised to life in Christ. Um, and that's our bapti- baptism is a picture of that. And as John sees Jesus off in the distance and he's coming towards him, he says, um, he said, look, the ram of God. No, he doesn't say ram here. <laughs> as uh, we see in Ab- the story of Abraham, uh, we see the Lamb of God, which, if you think about those two animals, and um, the ram being, you know, the strong, mighty one that can uses his big, you know, ram horns to to butt his head against other rams and uh, dominate uh, his uh, uh, his space. Um, and a lot of the Jews thought, you know, this Messiah that's going to come is going to be a strong, 
guy that's going to rescue us from this occupation that we're in this uh you know we've been oppressed and he's going to come and he's going to be a king and he's going to reign he's going to be this powerful um you know king to come and rescue us but no john says it he says look the lamb of god and if you if you know anything about lambs they are um submissive they are humble they um in the picture that you see uh, through them they're not uh, the strongest they uh, Jesus gives his life up as a lamb um, so I think it's uh, it's just so interesting and and just awesome how God works in a scripture and showing us these these sim- symbols and these signs of the things that come and then uh, you think about the story of, you know, it's like Ishmael, he's forgotten and he's uh, thrown basically into the wilderness because of uh, what Sarah says about him. And right after this story, actually, uh, Jesus goes off into the wilderness and, um, you know, and he's tempted by Satan Um so you have a lot of symbolism in, in here, and you can uh, you you see a lot of things that uh, line up. Um, but Jesus, he does come for the Jew and also the Gentile. Does that all make sense, Jacob? Yeah, and I love the 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 ram versus the lamb that that our that our Savior is a an example of what we should be. Uh, lambs don't fight back. They, like you said, they lay their life uh, down. And our Savior uh, pictured uh, for us in going to the cross is a beautiful picture of uh, how our lives uh, should be laid down for others as well. Lowly, humble, not weak, uh, but but. Uh, with great humility, with innocence, um, and ones who don't take matters into their own hands. Ram, that's what rams do. That's not what lambs do. So behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Okay, Jacob, so let's look at one of these questions. Um, number five on page 117, It's John, it talks about, it says, read John 3.16, um, who did the giving, uh, talking about in John 3.16. Yeah, so uh, so many so many different directions you could go in your D-groups this week as you um, as you talk about these chapters and even in the spotlight, there's so many different areas, different things you could focus on. But um, I'm not sure there's any better places to spend your time than on John 3.16. Uh, as, you, um, as you read uh, Genesis 22 and uh, think about the spotlight, 
this year, you have to see over and over again where the, the text says you're talking to Abraham, uh, says your son, your one and only son. Uh, and that, to me, that takes you to one verse in the New Testament. And that's John three sixteen that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. The exact same words that were used over and over again in Genesis 22 that uh, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So it's clear here that that God gave his one and only son. God is the giver here. God alone is the giver of his one and only son. So when we're talking about the Lord will provide first and foremost above and beyond any other thing he's talking about our salvation god will provide a savior for you someone to take your place to pay for your sins in your place to die on your behalf and god alone is the giver of this what a uh uh you know what a statement worthy of our praise and our admiration and our exaltation and uh, all all of the things this should invoke in our inner beings that that God gave his one and only son so something that you should absolutely focus on in your d groups uh, this this week because we want to be in control uh, every step of the way we want we want to have control you know we're uh, you know, our d- destination in life depends on what we make of it and the opportunities that we have. That's how we, uh, that's how we think in our worldview, especially among baseball players. If I work hard enough, if I do the right things, I'm going to get the outcomes that I want. I'm in charge of my outcomes. Uh, and Carter, you've wrote just a beautiful commentary in our Genesis journal this week, talking about those very things. So I think a, a perfect way to end this episode is for you to just read through that commentary. Uh, and I hope that it will help you in your D groups this week, uh, some talking points, some practical talking points to think through as you meet together. All right. So yeah, we're on page 118. Um, it says, as people in this world, We like to think that we can provide for ourselves. We like the idea that we we are in control. However, we see in Scripture over and over that God is the one that is always in control of the situation, especially when it comes to our salvation. Sin once had a stronghold on us. Just look at the Old Testament Scripture. The story of every man and woman is full of sin and separation from God in some way. If you read all the way to the end of the Old Testament, humankind fails to save us from our own sin. Sin on our own. We fail to escape the grasp of sin. We are not in control, and we often lose control of our obedience to God, causing more and more separation from Him. How could we escape the pangs of death and God's judgment? We are Abraham's son in the story. We are the ones that could have been killed on the altar because of all of our sin against God. However, God provided someone to take our place. 
No one could take our place but a perfect sacrifice. Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, laid down his perfect life as a propitiation for our sin. Propitiation is a big word that means the act of gaining or regaining the favor or goodwill of something, someone or something. The Father needed someone, a perfect atonement, Jesus, to take on the burdens of our sins. 1 Peter 1, 18-19 says, For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He is likened to the lamb because he, is, he was innocent and he was put to death, but also laid down his life. It's an amazing thing that he would lay down his life for us. He loved us all the way to and through the cross. God provided every bit of our salvation for us through his son, Jesus Christ. Thank the Lord that we have been given such a great gift through Jesus. you have enjoyed this episode of the training for an eternal crown podcast you can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms full count ministries exist to create disciples using the game of baseball we are a non-profit ministry and if you have benefited from this resource we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel and then to grow in the relationship with jesus please like subscribe and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that god has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe. globe.